Now every song's got a rapper dance. I know where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> Not who I'm told to be. When I follow my dream, yeah, I'll be exactly where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> I know where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Not who I'm told to be. Welcome to this uh, special National Signing Day episode of Recruiting Real Talk. The thing you have to know is everybody says that National Signing Day is a day. Guess what it's not? It's actually a few days. Right, JC? A few weeks. Months. Well, for football, it goes from February 7th through April 1st. Soccer also starts February 7th, goes to August 1st, and all other sports have theirs April 11th through August 1st. Um, there is, of course, the early signing period for everybody else and the new one for football, but that's all um, kind of under the radar comparatively to the big day where um, football players and, uh, and, and later basketball players sign their letters. So, keep enrolling with the show. We have an exciting one for you today um, because we have former Hawkeye and uh, former NFL standout athlete Mike Wells here with us today. Mike, thank you for joining us. No problem. It's my pleasure. So, the cool part about why Mike is joining us today is because his son just signed with the Air Force Academy. Right, Mike? Yes, he sure did. Yesterday he signed. He was excited. Um, all that good stuff. You know, it was a big day for him and our family. You know, knowing that you've already been through this and your feelings as an athlete, what are your feelings like as a parent, you know, seeing your child go through the whole journey and then signing? Yeah, I know it was a big deal for me, uh, but with my son being in the Air Force Academy, there's also that component of he has to give uh, service to his country as well, which uh, it's, it's a huge step for him because there is not only the football commitment, but then he has to give five years of service to the Air Force. So, uh, and, and the academy, I couldn't even imagine uh, the brain power that goes into that place. You know, it's like <laughs> I went to the University of Iowa and I got a degree in communication studies. And with football, that's probably about all I could handle, honestly. I mean, uh, uh, you know, the big time D1 programs, they really expect you to be there for football. And, you know, school gets put on the back burner, obviously. I mean, I know the schools don't want to say that, but athletes will tell you. I mean, to play at the highest level, you really can't. You know, the guys that do the impressive uh, uh, the academic stuff, I, I, I don't know how they do it. Honestly. Business degrees and all that stuff are fine, but you get into the pre-med and the engineering and some of the things that the guys do, I don't know where they find the time to be a good athlete and a good student. Mike, you must have married up. Because I did, <laughs> you, and I, I, I don't mean to disrespect, but um, Trevor can tell you I have the utmost respect for the the Surface Academy uh, student athletes. I played football at Colgate University, and then we would play either Army and or Navy each year in football. And every time we'd line up against those teams, for lack of a better term, I just thought those kids were better than me. I don't mean. <laughs> I just I admired them so much, and, I, and I'm Canadian, so that the academies were not an option you know, for me, and uh, I didn't know as much about them until we, you know, you, you arrive at West Point or you know Annapolis, learn about the place, and then you learn about what those guys are doing day to day, and they're doing it, and they're competing at the highest level. I mean, it's not like you know Army, Navy, Air Force are taking a backseat to anybody right now. Um, so that you know your your son was able to to be one of those those special guys and 
uh, you know, congratulations first off, and then, uh, you know, if you could pass along a thank you to him for, for making that commitment to the country, we really appreciate that. Well, thank you very much. So, Mike, w- with that, with the signing, you know, you're at the end of that journey now, right? You guys have gone through the whole recruiting process, gone through the years of him training. Can you tell us a little bit about, like, some advice that you would have being, you know, having this experience for other parents that are just starting their journey? Yeah, it's definitely a tough process. I uh, I was a football coach. I just kept telling kids, hey, you know what, uh, work hard and the guys will find you. It's really not that way these days. You have to self-promote yourself. My wife did all of them. She sent out, uh, I bet, a thousand, literally a thousand emails to different coaches and things of that nature. And we spent a few summers going to camps. Uh, basically, if you don't go to them, they don't really notice you. And my son was a little unique that he was, I guess he was overlooked by the huge schools because he's a little bit undersized for a defensive end, but he actually chose to be undersized. He, he wrestles at 220. Um, which his state tournament's coming up in Missouri, and he's ranked in the top three, and he placed last year. So uh, he definitely wanted to not wrestle heavyweight because uh, there's also another boy in, on his team who's a heavyweight. He's ranked in the top three in our state as well. So the coach kind of he said, oh, it would be great if they had two state placers at the big weights. So Logan was comfortable being, you know, he played about uh, 235, but a lot of coaches knew that he wrestled at 220. So I guess he got overlooked because he didn't fit in the quote-unquote box by the, the big schools. And uh, I don't know. I mean, the, the kid had 18 sacks this year from the defensive end position. I don't know. I don't know why he got overlooked. I thought he went to camp and did well, but really was striving for the uh, the uh, Air Force Academy. That's what he set his sights on, and that's what he ended up doing. But I just don't understand why there wasn't more interest, uh, even for Division twos. They, they just weren't all over them. I, I don't understand the process myself. So, as far as you ask, uh, giving advice, I would say start early and just be persistent. You have to figure out the schools you want, try to figure out where you fit in, and just pursue those people because uh, recruiting is quite a bit different. I mean, when I was young, they came to me. It was I just played hard, but then again, I fit the box. I was 6'4", 275, ended up being a high school All-American, things of that nature. We didn't have a star rating back then. 
I think he may have hurt himself with the University of Iowa because I didn't prepare him. I didn't have him trained for the 40-yard dash. I didn't have him trained for the shuttle run. I didn't. I, we just went there for fun, you know, and I didn't realize it really wasn't like that. There is no fun if you're being serious about getting uh, <laughs> recruited by any of these schools. You know, I just, I, once again, I was naive. I, I didn't know. So, <laughs> I, uh, that was my first experience with any kind of college camp or anything. And I was like, wow, they, they don't ease into it, do they? It's definitely a tryout. Remember another thing that, you know, Mike touched on that we talked about a lot. Listening to you, Mike, that was literally like a recap of the first five episodes. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> and it was, it was, it was awesome. It, it, it was, you know, identifying the level that you, you think is a realistic level to play at. Um, and then the other thing that goes hand in hand with that, I think, is the academic side of it. You know, what type of school are you looking to? Majors are you looking for? Was Logan, were the service academy something we're always of interest in? The uh, way Logan became interested is another uh, University of Iowa connection. One of my teammates, he was a linebacker, Doug Rothenberg. His son is actually a current freshman right now. He's, he's in the first year of the academy, and he's an offensive lineman. We were actually visiting them last uh, spring, I guess. And he had mentioned his son, you know, he was, he was committed. He was going to go to the Air Force Academy. And my son became very interested. And we ended up going to a camp there this summer. And Doug put in a good word. And once again, it's uh, you have to sell yourself. So Logan went there, and he impressed them. He made it very clear that he fell in love with the place. You know, he sold himself to the coaches. That's really what it took. But he really, he didn't know anything about the Air Force Academy until Nolan Loffenberg had committed. Really, that wasn't even something... That Logan was thinking about, but with his desire to play at a high level and pursue an engineering degree, it was almost a no-brainer because you have got to do your your stuff in the, in the classroom first. Whereas, you know, other schools, they were like, you know what, we don't have many guys that play football and do engineering. You know, it's like it was almost like a, a bad thing for him to want to pursue a higher degree. The thing that always shocks me still is. Uh, because, like you mentioned, you, just, you know, not understanding how the guys that were the really high academic achievers did it, and and, and I can't relate either. But there's certainly those who are. And, oh, definitely. And yeah. there's I mean, schools like Stanford that are laden with them, uh, Northwestern, the whole roster full, all the academies, the whole roster full. Uh, right. And so it, it does take a very special and unique individual. You know, I guess the part that it, the reason I think a lot of those teams end up being successful is because. Those guys don't put school ahead of football. They just want to excel at everything they do. Right. If I was going to stereotype those kids, they're not all the same, obviously. So many of them are just high achievers. They want to be the best at everything that they do. And I never understood why a coach would not embrace that. If a guy is a relentless, right, almost left some terrible language out there, Trevor. We've had to oh. edit a button. Yep. Um, yep. But, you know, you know <laughs> tough guy on the field, <laughs> makes plays, runs around, aggressive, physical, does everything you want. And he's got a 4-0 and a high test score. What's not to love about that? So, uh, yeah, like you said, the whole thing, you have to find the right fit for you, uh, you know, academics-wise. And uh, a lot of 18-year-olds aren't set on their academics, though. That's part of the problem. I mean, you may get to a school where every, you think everything's going to be fine, but then you decide to change your major, and then that becomes another problem, you know. Yes. So, hey. Let's uh let's kind of shift a little bit and go back to the building of Logan and the things you guys did um, free him getting into high school or during high school to uh, help him um, make his decision or get to that thought 
process of, hey, I do actually have a shot to play uh, high-level sports in college? Well, we always just uh, concentrated on trying to be successful where we were. Like, I ended up being his coach the whole time. I didn't really want to be, but we had flag football when he was little, and I just wanted to, to enjoy himself. And honestly, we never really pushed the college football thing. I just It just turned out that I ended up being his defensive line coach. He became an incredible pass rusher, and he decided that he wanted to play on. And like I even said, just for fun, I took him to the Iowa camp as a joke, as, as not even a joke. I, I, it was just for fun his, uh, before his freshman year. And he kind of started falling in love with the idea, but unfortunately he didn't have a great showing, you know, so I guess he was off the radar immediately. <laughs> that wasn't too smart on my part, but, you know, we never really, I never brought up the whole college thing until it started looking like that was what he, yeah, I mean, he just, he's head and shoulders above other people. It just, you know, obviously the the one percenters that are the D one kids, they they do stand out. And I, you know, I don't know if I'm biased because he's my kid or what, but I mean, the numbers don't lie. Like I said, eighteen sacks. That's that's crazy. He, he just had a hell of a year his senior year. Um, mm-hmm. you know, he's he's a player. He's all over the place. He loves the game of football, and I'm very happy that he wants to continue. But going back to what modeled him, we just always tried to encourage him to do, to do well. You know. You, it really wasn't a goal of, hey, we're going to play college football or get a scholarship or anything of that because, honestly, we didn't need it. My wife works at Washington University in St. Louis as a nurse, and she has a tuition reimbursement score. I also had investments for him to go to school. So the scholarship wasn't a necessity. It was just a, a nice thing. You know, it was, a, it was a perk. It wasn't like some of the guys I know that I've coached in the high school and all across America – they're either going to get a scholarship or they're not going to go to school. I understand that. You know, so in that case, there's a lot of pressure on those kids. But uh, that wasn't my son's case. You know, and that is that message is very resounding and great because of, you think of all the different paths that people can take, the different ways you can prepare for school. You know, if you don't if you don't put yourself in a situation where you, this is it. Or you don't have to be a scholarship or bust uh, type of family. Why would you do that? Right. Yeah. I mean, other than like uh, like my goal for my son to get in the academy, I honestly don't think he would have got in on his own. He needed something to give to the academy uh, that they wanted him to put him because there's only a you know roughly a thousand cadets coming into the Air Force Academy every year. How do you differentiate yourself? How do you become one of those guys? Well, that was his way in. Hey, I'm a, I'm a great pass rusher. Here's what I can offer you, you know, where he stood on that. That's how he was able to get into the Air Force Academy. And that also builds off, Trevor, another thing we've talked about, using athletics to further your academics in a very you know, similar situation. I would have gotten into, I got into without football. Uh, so you're using your sport, regardless of what that sport is, to help you get into that, you know, your dream school academically if there is one uh, or that grouping of schools um, you know to me just makes sense absolutely I agree. yeah go ahead mike oh I, I was just agreeing yes absolutely uh like for example to to expound on that my son was also looking at uh, a couple ivy league schools you know to, to play football and it was the columbia coach in new york city uh, he was saying, yeah, only 5% of all applicants get into Columbia University. Same with the other Ivy League schools, blah, blah, blah. So my son just said, oh, do you think I could get it on my own? 
and the coach said, not a chance. If you can't rush the passer, we are not having this conversation. So I thought that was great. So, hey, um, thank you so much, Mike, for your time today and sharing your story. All right, not a problem. Hey, so if you liked hearing this sort of information, give us a like. Let us know. Ask some questions. You know, um, we'd be glad to answer them. Um, we are on SoundCloud. We are on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on CastBox. So find us. This has been Recruiting Real Talk. I'm Kelly Bowles with JC Moreau and Mike Wells. Thank you for listening. Not who I'm told to be. When I follow my dream game, I'll be exactly where I'm supposed to be. I know where I'm supposed to be. Not who I'm told to be. Exactly where I'm supposed to be. I wish I followed my dream when I first had the chance. I wish I could ever seen a life of passing a glance.